This is Point of View, a podcast exploring today's digital landscape through a critical lens. Each episode, Gil Rosen, our Chief Marketing Officer at Amdocs, will interview leading authors, entrepreneurs, and experts to help listeners view the online world from a different vantage point and demystify some of your most burning questions. We're discussing everything from fast fashion to the psychology of the internet, underscoring it all with a forward-thinking perspective. Are you ready for the future? Let's get digital. Cross-sector innovation is happening more quickly than ever today. Companies are being stretched to their limits and forced to evolve rapidly with each new quantum leap in their industry. In addition to creative thinking skills, business leaders of the future will need to develop the ability to think fast, stay adaptable, and essentially roll with the punches as they come. Today's guest is Alav Horowitz, the Senior Vice President of Global Innovation and Strategic Partnerships at McCann World Group. In her role, she's constantly developing new methods and processes to create meaningful consumer experiences based on strong relationships with tech partners and startups. During this episode, Elav explains how she brings value to McCann and the company she works with in her current role. She also explores the process of digital transformation and the need for constant innovation and evolution in the business world. I'm happy to have Elav Horvitz with us. Hi, Elav. Hi. So can you explain to us what is your role in, in, in McCann and, and how you bring value to the companies you work with? Yeah, so I was five years at McCann, Tel Aviv, uh, which was obviously an amazing experience. And then I think like probably after four years, I said like, okay, can we actually start and develop like better relationship with startups and the clients that we have in Tel Aviv? From that, it evolved to connect like other companies from around the world, from other McKinsey uh, entities around the world. And then uh, Sean McDonald, who is my boss and the global chief digital officer, he offered me to come to New York and uh, lead innovation. And the idea of like, why we built our innovation offering was a couple of things. One, to bring more innovative ideas to life. After all, we are a creative agency, so we need to push our creativity and be on top of like what's going on in terms of technology. The second thing is innovate the way we work internally and with our clients. And third is also create like a network of new types of partnerships. So it can be from like startups or youth entrepreneurs or universities and maybe other businesses and so on. So that's kind of like the idea. Of but but take, me, take, take me to the... Uh to the results. So I'm, uh, and I'm imagining a brand that uh, I, I believe McCann is working with, to some extent at least, is Nike, for instance. So how would your role play into your relationship with Nike? So it always starts with the brief for us, of course. So the idea is that, again, like understand like what the client needs and like, let's start with the brief. So it would be with the brief. Then, like, we'll work together with the creative teams to try and see, like, what are, like, the latest technologies that, like, we can bring that, like, can be relevant for this brief. Sometimes, like, we would also offer to solve this brief in, like, in a different format. So instead of just, like, going, like, you know, strategy, creative, then presenting the client, we're basically, we can speak about, like, what we've done with COVID, during COVID, 
is that like we'll do it like maybe in a form of like a hackathon or like a brainstorming like bring together the startups and idea together and also like go uh, so proactive have, not based on a brief that can be like also based on a brief and like sometimes can be like proactive like for example that like okay and we'll take clients to see yes and like show them like what's relevant for them in terms of like what's going on in culture what's relevant for humans not like only the coolest technologies and then from there there could be like new opportunities or new ideas that like we can leverage together with the clients so We call it like ICU. So it's basically inspiration, co-creation, and utilization. So we can help the clients along these ways as well. That's interesting. You know, I, uh, I, I had held in, in my past some innovation roles, and I always had this philosophical, um, you know, kind of always wondering, this type of function is a transitory function. That you actually need to call out innovation in its name because a super innovative company actually has it embedded and it doesn't require an independent named function called innovation. Is it because are you kind of doing this facilitation on behalf of your customers or is it do you think it's, uh, it's what you need because you're always on the lookout for something new? So it's interesting what you say because like right now we're actually like in a pivot moment for our team like in a way thanks to COVID but the idea of like the innovation team and like again team it's like well four people across like 24,000 employees around the world so we see it in a very thin layer which calls McCann World Group but the idea is that like we create tools and processes that we can deliver to all of our employees and to all of our clients. So it's not like you would need me to come and meet the clients. So like our team in Mexico can take like maybe our thought leadership and uh, replicate that and share with the client. Another thing that like we created also before COVID and during COVID we change it and create like a digital version, version of that is a game that like will help you to come up with like better like innovative ideas. So again, uh, we created now a digital version and like people can translate this game and use it with their clients like all over the world. So I agree with you because like we do believe that like each employee and each person at McCann World Group should be innovative and should think about innovation. And like we just help them and give them like the tools and methods yeah. and like new ways of working and inspire them exactly what you said, like in terms of like the lookout of like what's going on out there. Yeah. what's the new thing that like, we should think about it's also a mindset thing you you always have to make sure that other people don't think that this function is outsourced and they don't need to be minded of it so exactly let me take you to where we are right now and i'm i'm wondering on the you know on on covid's impact on on the advertising agency and and what can you call out as the things that you think have been the most profound for you in the in the last year that have changed that have accelerated that have disappeared maybe From technologies to mindsets to to channels, anything that you think that really covid did to to this to this industry, I also look at it from a you know from a CMO perspective on how I use media and channels. I'm wondering how it looks like from your end yeah, so I think you know we all speak about that like the digital transformation was like major and that like in two months we probably experienced like something that like we were thinking about like for five years. I think the interesting thing for us in advertising and also for our clients 
because as part of like uh, what I joined of innovation, I initiated this thing called the Innovation Council. So we basically bring uh, our innovators from our top clients. We had like the first meeting just before COVID uh, at CES in January 2020. And then of course, like in February, everything changed. And we did a couple of meetings also like during COVID to see like what we've learned. I think the main thing, mainly thinking about innovation that we all felt, thank God that we had this initiative because like basically, and I think all of our clients, everything they had like in like their pockets or like in different departments, finally they were, be able, they were able to use them and leverage them and get the experience of like what people would think about it. So I think it just helped people to understand like, how important innovation is and also like how quickly companies can respond. So again, like GM, for example, they created like ventilators in a couple of uh, weeks. So now they have what they call like the ventilator speed. So everything they want to bring is like, okay, how can we do it in a ventilator speed? So I think our clients also understand that like they can react very fast. We as McCann, like we understood it like, okay, we're all going to work uh, remotely. How can we do creative remotely? How can we help like our clients achieve like better results like uh, more quickly and in different ways, inspire people in different ways? Um, so I think for us, it's like as innovators, it's like the great thing we could have asked for in a way. Of course, like COVID is also yeah, pandemic, so pandemic aside, of pandemic, course. Pandemic, pandemic aside. Pandemic aside. Um, but the need for innovation, the need uh, for flexibility, the need for moving uh, quickly, the need also for, you know, like getting outside of your bubble and like see what's going on. The need for uh, being more inclusive and understand like what's going on also on the other side. Because like there was like the pandemic, of course, but on, on the, at the same time, like we all know about like the Black Lives Matter and like the social unrest. So I think that was also a major thing of like, okay, our company should change, like our technology should change. By the way, do you think that COVID accelerated or has created a situation where social responsibility, sustainability is now, it's table stakes. It's not even, it's not even an argument or a consideration. It's, it's not an if, it's a how in a way that wasn't before. Do you see that across the board of yes. all your clients? I mean, is that something that's now kind of a done deal? Yes, I think it was like in May 2020, of course, was kind of like we all needed it that like it would shake all of us. And it's probably the chicken and the egg. Like COVID uh, really elevated like the need for, like, as you said, like better values, like sustainability and uh, social responsibility. I think it was also, and like one of our clients said that in the Innovation Council, it's probably the first time the whole world experienced the same thing. Yes. We all were part of like similar one. experience. Yeah. I experienced like what people experienced like in Mexico and Paris and we all had it at the same time, which is unbelievable. And then as part of that, I think people also had the time to really understand like, their values and what's important for them. And like, if people want to spend like more time with the families and the fact that like, you don't need to travel right now. And like, we used to do it. Like we used to take a plane and like go and meet a client in Paris for like a meeting for two hours. Now we don't need to do it. And of course it's like better for the environment and better for all of us. And uh, better also for like our mental well-being as well. Yeah, I did the same all the time. 
from yeah. Asia to, to North America, I will travel for one meeting. But then, you know, but on that topic, I want to ask you because a lot of my, a lot of my uh, experience has been, especially when I worked on the creative stuff. So, you know, probably, uh, you know, you do many things in the marketing domain, but probably the, the things that I really love doing were related to, you know, this creative process, the, you know, briefing and debriefing and talking about the brief and getting presented the answer to the brief and, and sitting with my, with my agency and actually having this discussion. And I would have never considered not to be in the same room with, with the team of people I'm working in with. And now it's, it's not an option. Of course, I'm not in the same room. And I'm wondering, I'm still on the fence on which proportion of the meetings will definitely go back to being in-person meetings versus, hey, this is so convenient. I don't need to get on the plane. I have five meetings afterwards uh, and 10 meetings and five meetings before. And I'm just super effective compared to what I used to be because I spent so much time in airports and security and, and traveling in between. Yet I, I am missing that. I am missing that. How are you, are you seeing clients behaving differently? Is there like a consensus? How's your creative team feeling about this? So of course, like we're thinking about it every day and like trying to imagine how the future would look like and read about it a lot. I agree with you. Like when COVID hit and like, as I mentioned, we used to do a lot of like hackathons or sprints or like brainstorming. I never thought that like we'll be able to do it remotely, to be honest just from like going for like the last year, it was like a huge success doing it remotely. And I'll explain why. So we, we developed a creative hack that like we can come up with ideas in two hours. And I think like speaking about inclusivity, the fact that like we could bring people uh, from Japan, from New York, from Paris, from Mexico, uh, and so, be so together. Access, so the access became exactly, the power. Exactly, to talent. Yes, to diversity as well. Because like, you know, just to pay for that, just to pay for that would cost a fortune. Another thing that like, I'll give you an amazing point is that like when we used to do like brainstorming and also for me as, as a woman, like sometimes I would be afraid to say my idea because like the creative leader is a guy and like he has the experience and he knows what to do. But now, because like we use a lot of like collaborative tools, so I can put my idea there. No one knows that like I wrote it, like no one knows. Because it's brainstorming and you can't say anything exactly. about them. Yeah. And then like we ask people to vote on the ideas and like we ask the creative leader of the brand like to actually choose like his favorite idea. And he can choose an idea for me or he can choose an idea from like the account person. But like he doesn't know who the idea is. It just is actually focused on the idea. And not like the person who's like not shouting. The context. Uh, yeah, the that's, a, that's yeah. a really that's a really cool outcome actually. Access to to remote talent and flattening the hierarchy. Yes. That's awesome. So for, for us, it was amazing. I think also for the clients, when they joined us for like some of the sessions, for them to see the brain power that you can bring. We had another session that like we bought like people from Canada around the world, but like we also brought in like experts and startups. So it's so easy suddenly yeah. to have like this kind of session. Yeah, it's not fly in, check in, and food, and food, and, and dinner. And, <laughs> and I got to catch my flight and I got to leave exactly. early. Exactly. Yes. 
but and I, I do feel it like it does create like some kind of like an energy and like we always I'm like always think like and that's kind of like what we put as our mission to make sure that like every session that uh, we do is going to be joyful. I'm obsessed with like joy, but I think that's like what you remember at the end of the day. Do you remember it? like you had a fun minute ago? I don't know, kind of like boring and long meeting, mainly that like we all suffer from like Zoom fatigue. Uh, how can we bring like different energies? So we experiment with like different technologies or like do we put music and like can we bring like a surprise guest? <laughs> and cool. so like different ways. And, and again, I think that's kind of like what makes the whole difference as well. I wonder, do you think oh. team members, when they're working on a project, do you think they have the same passion because they might now be doing 10 projects com- or 10 companies compared to three before. And they're like, tack, tack. so yes, they're participating. Like you said, the guy from Tokyo and the guy from London and the guy from wherever. But is, is, the, is, the, is the, like the team and, and like, um, I, you know, because I mentioned Nike before, I'm going to stick with Nike and because I like them, um, that we, we are not as passionate because the human bond is not there in the same let's call it prime you know in this in the same like very basic human state that we're bonding we're together we care we know each other have we lost so, that i like i'm with you again before covid i was all about like many new people and networking and then i said like it's going to be very hard to do it right now i do think that like it works well when people share something personally. Mm. So like we like to start like every session with like either like a check-in exercise or also like as part of like the brief, speak about like how it's resonate with you or like what you would like to change about that. So I think when you have this like some kind of like personal connection and you can learn more about like the person behind the screen, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, I got it. For example, I'm I'm part of there's like amazing network of uh, professional women in New York. So at first, like obviously, these sessions they were like all in person. It was amazing, uh, and and as part of like what we do, they have like a cold group. So we meet like every month, and I just joined the new one, and we don't. I said like okay again, like we didn't meet new people over Zoom. It's gonna be boring. But I think the minute, and like they also do like a nice exercise as part of that, the minute that they, they all start to share like their life experiences and what they've been through and like what got them, I was like, oh my God, I want to learn more about the person. I want to write to her. I, I, I can see like the connections. Mm-hmm. Yes, but like I do think that like we'll need to go back to like yeah, some balance. kind of like in person and like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the human balance. energy yeah. as part of it. So, so I think that's actually a really good segue to technology and technology that will help us work, but also be very much connected to, I think, some, you know, the impact it will have on the advertising, branding, uh, you know, experience relationship. What do you think, you know, uh, VR and AR right now are not really, are not really ubiquitous because they're, they're, they're still very um, cumbersome. But, you know, when, when my glasses are, 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 are now, like the ones I have right now will be my VR or AR glasses and they will look like this and they will be this thin and I just turn on a switch and I'm in a different world. So can you talk about, 
what you you know your perspective and how you think these type of technologies will impact the advertising world and also you know maybe connected to what we talked about the the, the impact of, or the ability to meet people in a different type of experience so of course we had done a lot of like creative ideas with like virtual reality and augmented reality but like also for us and that's kind of like maybe a differentiator in terms of like how we look on innovation is what it means for humans. Because like we would have like sometimes like clients would come to us and say, we need to do something with like virtual reality or we need to do something with like NFT. And like we would always ask why, why? <laughs> exactly. How it's connected to uh, the people, how it's connected to your values, how it's connected to your history as a brand. And then what we can make that like would be meaningful about it. So I think like augmented reality it's already starting to be like part of our life from like filters to like if, even just think about like QR codes. Like you and I, like we had like so many ideas probably five, seven years ago of like, let's do QR codes. And people would be like, no, why people would scan QR codes? And now it's like in every restaurant, yeah. you're getting used to it. Don't touch the menu. Here's a QR code. <laughs> exactly. So as part of that, it would be, okay, can I scan a product and like learn more about it? Or can my son play with my phone and learn more about like the human body that like, it's probably going to be part of like the education and such won't go away. And virtual reality, also when we started, uh, when the pandemic started, we started to look for like, okay, could be, there be other solutions for this? I think the question would be again, like how easy and scalable it would be for people to use it. I think the experience would still be nice. Like I, I'm part of like the Facebook Creative Council and they said like maybe in the next meeting we can actually do like on virtual reality. So it would be interesting to experience that. I want to. I want to hear your experience on that once you. Yes, <laughs> uh, I'm also looking forward to it because I think it's like will be like for me my first official meeting that I'm going to do. VR we all meeting. Yes, wow. we all experienced it, but like we've never done a, a virtual reality meeting. Yeah, I'm sure half of the time you guys will be standing up, giving high fives, laughing, going exactly. back. Exactly. It's like hey, you can't be serious the first time. <laughs> yes, but again, it's also about. I do believe that like people need to experience the technology because like, and also when we go to our clients and like we show them presentation until you actually experience it and you understand what it is. And this is why we love to do what we call like the safaris that like will take people either to CES or like even to like Soho in New York and like show them like all of the latest brands and technology and like what it means for, uh, for people and culture. So when they experience it, they can understand like, okay, how it's related to them and we can brainstorm with them of, okay, what would be the creative implication there? And for me, and I've always said that, I don't think we really need to create like new technologies. There are like so many great startups out there and so many great tech entrepreneurs. It's more of like, what, what is the creative wrap that like we can put around it like again and like that would make it meaningful. Yeah, the story is always the essence. That's absolutely right. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm wondering, other than just being super, you know, let's get automating things in a completely different way. One of the areas that I'm, you know, kind of philosophically trying to understand better, and I had a, this discussion also in a, in a different podcast, is that my first experience with, with ML uh, a couple of years ago 
really taught me that what I consider to be the target segment for my product wasn't really that target segment. It was actually uh, um, like a mosaic of traits that I didn't necessarily see, but the machine learning model figured out that people with this with these 60 traits arranged in a certain way are my perfect segment. And, and of course, my conversions there were much better. And then I'm wondering, when I told the story and when, I, and we, when we cracked the brief, we actually told the story and we created a brief on a segment. And now the machine learning model says, yes, but... And I'm wondering if like, if we fast forward now, five years, 20 years, how do you, do you see machine learning disrupting more even the core of what we consider to be the core, untouchable core of marketing, which is storytelling? I think storytelling and creativity will always be part of the advertising or creative industry. I don't think we can automate that. I think there will be solutions that will try to do it. But on the other hand, it's, and it's maybe me, I do see mainly like young people that like would try to fight that. So either, and you know what we saw with like uh, blockchain and NFT, that like there will be like more values towards unique creations. So I think that like, again, it could be like, oh, and maybe it's me, the optimistic one, I think like we could use like AI and machine learning to enhance the creative process. So for example, like one of the things that like we are getting obsessed with right now is like GPT-3. So it's this like advanced um, deep learning that like they can have like advanced predictive algorithms. So someone developed um, an app that like you can put like uh, a blurb or like a paragraph and it will give you options how you can you should continue the story or like how you should continue the essay. So it enables like different creative uh, opportunities for you. If like for example you are on a block, yeah, it's the writer's writer, block. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that could be like things like that. Like we also working on a tool that like potentially would help people by using AI to understand like what are the cultural trends and how it's relevant for like the creative ways they're working on right now. Do, do you mean like uh, actually understanding or noticing trends that would have otherwise gone unnoticed and unless you had like the super scout that saw everything all the time. So actually being able to identify trends in a, in a better way and then the yes. brand can react to those trends or decide if it's relevant for him or not. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> we have that. I want one. <laughs> so you can be part of like that pilot group. There you Love go. That. There you go. Yes. Good. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. I'd like to get the feedback from you. Win-win for everyone. That's cool. So now let's try to go uh, and, and really understand uh, from, from a human perspective, people going into advertising traditionally, and I'm, I'm, I am kind of creating maybe, you know, typecast, but the traditional marketeer or advertiser was Madison Avenue, right? So creative thinker, da, 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 meetings, brainstorming. Now you, also, you, only, you also need... Um, not just the right brain, you also need the left brain. And the marketeer is a person who needs to understand technology, not only of how to use it, but 
you know, journeys. I many times say that you're not only like a chief marketing officer, you're a chief journey officer. You need to understand it. And the journeys are managed by many times by technology and what you serve, when you serve and the content and, and so on and so forth. From your perspective and what you're seeing across the board, are you really seeing this like tectonic ship shift in the people who are now getting into the business or even the people who are in the business evolving into this kind of new persona? How are you seeing it across the board? Just your general, do you have this kind of zoom out perspective that's interesting? So I think I agree with you. Like obviously all of the CMOs, they need to understand technology and they need to understand data. And like, that's what I love in a way about like marketing and advertising. It's like we have a huge playground that like we can just decide what we want to tap into when. And like, we always need to learn new things. And of course, there the would be like the experts that you can bring. And like, that's also what we try to do when we're doing this like co-creation sessions that like, okay, if we need to understand about something, let's bring the expert that like will help us to understand. I think the basics are there. Like, as you said, it's like storytelling that like we need to touch people's feelings. We need to uh, play a meaningful role over there in their lives. I think the basics will not change. And, you know, like McCann created like Fearless Girl, which is like, a bronze statue and this is also innovation and it's not maybe technology but it's super innovative and the approach to it and the way the team worked on it um, again it's I, I, I claim it is innovation as well maybe if, if it's not technology so I also think that like brands would also would need to find ways meaning this journey that like you just mentioned to surprise and delight people because I think that will kind of like stay with people as well that like okay I'm kind of like get used to that like Amazon deliver products to my home like in two days but again like if Amazon will surprise me one day with like an unexpected gift that maybe thanks to the AI that like they will know exactly what I wanted and that like Mother's Day is coming and I'll get something. So that's like a surprise element. I think the fact that like speaking about like going back to retail and stores, like you would need to have a reason to go. But I think if you will get like an amazing experience, if you will get like an amazing human interaction from like the people in the store. If you will get this like surprise or delight elements, that what would stick with you. I'll probably ask you, you know, what do you remember when you went into like one of your, like your recent trips? It will always be something about like something emotional, something that like connected with someone. Also like Scott Galloway, who I'm obsessed with, he also said like, it's all about like emotion and motion. So I feel like we all need that. And I think mainly when we all go through like our mobile phones and screens. So if someone would be able to surprise me, delight me, give me joy, remember something about me, just that like I'll just feel- Just be a good husband. A human. That's yeah, a description like, oh, yes. of a good husband. Surprise <laughs> yeah. me, delight me, joy. No, I'm Exactly. Kidding. So, but actually- But like, you want to feel more a, a human being and not like another like, number or like a target audience as you just said yeah it's actually really interesting because i'm kind of and it's my bad i'm pulling you into the uh i'm pulling you into the technology and, and you're sticking to the things that matter which is what's it about right it's, it's it's about emotion it's about feeling it's about remembering it's about being joyful but now i have another but 
and I'm I'm in this position myself, you know. Um, in a, in a, currently, in a you know in a B two B world, it's slightly different, but yet, especially because we have all these digital channels, and because companies are becoming ever more sophisticated, and because advertising agencies or creative agencies are becoming ever more innovative, it's like an accelerated path that. The last thing you did is is the least surprising thing that you that you've done or you did so far, but you always have to top it. You always have to be better. And it's an amazing, super stressful and challenging race. And I'm always thinking whether and as technology gets better and more diverse and you have AR and VR and uh, and of course all the other channels and I'm sure screens will also shape and, and form factors will change and the mobile phone will not look the same and, and many things will change and brands now, the competition for share of mind and if you're surprised every five minutes, you're not surprised anymore and you're dealing with a, with a, a person who's basically numb and that you have to hit over the head with <laughs> something so profound for them to notice you. And again, I'm wondering, given your global perspective working with many brands, do you see that consistently brands are asking you more? I need something better, faster, more surprising, crazier. And where's it all going? <laughs> so, yes, um, you know, but it's kind of like like every business. So you would always have to do the basic of things. So you would need to maintain like yeah, your website and your social channels. And I hope that like when we know how to do it like in a very, let's say, interesting way. And like, of course, like you need to have like great products and like great customer service. But I think, I agree with you, like the surprise element cannot come like every five seconds, but at least if there will be some kind of like surprise moments during these journeys and that you would want to create like the best retail experience and you would like to create like the best uh, customer service um, and you want to have like the best Instagram channel and there could be like different ways, but I think at the end of the day, it's all connected to the values that you have as a company. And Speaking about like New York and the US, I think again, like one of the shifts that like at least I'm very passionate about and I learn a lot is like all of the new direct to consumer brands. So, you know, it started with like Wellby Parker and uh, Casper mattresses and Glossier and, and Bumble and others. But now there are like so many of them that on one hand, like you would claim that like, okay, they all look the same, they all feel the same. But what they're bringing is like, I feel like they're pushing like bring big brands into like The design should be much better. Mm-hmm. When I go to the website, I, again, like maybe it's not a surprise, but like I should feel joy. I should feel like something different from just like going to another website. The customer service should be amazing. When I reach out, I want to get like answer as quickly as possible and like potentially from a human being. When I go to the store, I want to feel that like I'm part of like this like great ecosystem. And maybe also when I buy a product, I want to feel that I'm part of a community. So I think there's like something that like they're pushing. And again, probably again, like for like similar of the startups, not all of them are going to survive or some of them are going to get acquired by like big companies like we know. But I think they're really pushing the mindset and for like young people. And I just like interviewed a couple of them for like internship position. 
all of them were saying, we care about the values, we care about like our purpose, we would only buy uh, brands that like they have like the values that we share. So it's like part of like the ongoing mindset of like young people. Um, and like, I think the new direct to consumer brands, they answer that. And then what I hope is that like, and we already see it, that like it affects big companies as well. So I do think, again, it's like speaking about technologies, you can use technologies, but like in a meaningful way and in a valuable way, you need to communicate. Like many companies are doing things on sustainability right now. The challenge is how you communicate those in a way that like consumers would understand and would care about it and would choose you versus others. So again, it's, it's the storytelling perspective. Yeah, I think it's so, actually really interesting to see that. Uh, and, you know, this is where I, uh, I am right now. Because technology is kind of, you know, advancing exponentially and there are so many ways. And you mentioned that word that it's becoming so important, purpose. And purpose is becoming the new product. That's kind of the new mantra right now, right? Purpose yeah. is the new product. And you actually have to focus on what is your purpose. And people buy based on your purpose and people work for people and not for companies. And, um, and that's happening while actually technology is advancing and we're becoming more human. And because we're noticing that it's also related, I think, to authenticity. People, because there's so many automated ways to reach you and touch you, and uh, and there's so many, you know, touch points that you are, as a person, at the end of the day, are are looking for the fundamentals to connect to, and that comes from authenticity, purpose, values, and I, I think that's a really, actually, uh, if you don't mind me using the word, beautiful turnout that actually the more technological advanced we're becoming, the more mindful we are of a purposeful environment. And that didn't necessarily have to be how it is, because if I was in the 50s or 60s when Madman was kind of the, uh, you know, was how things were done, and I would look at, uh, you know, all these like sci-fi movie, movies about, you know, the future, they would paint a future that's like very numb and, and and not caring and cold and i think actually in a in a in a funny turnout of events we 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 might even be more caring than we ever were before which is yeah. interesting i think also the fact that like we're starting to speak about like mental well-being during the last year yeah uh, you, uh -huh. you would have been like oh i want to work from home what do you mean you want to work from home yeah, <laughs> you're fired <exactly. laughs> yes and now you know everyone like McCann will be quiet for everyone that like, we can use headspace. So it would never be part of like the day-to-day. -day. I don't think like a CEO would be, okay, should my employees do meditation or not? But I think now people understand like how important it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th I think that's a really cool way to maybe wrap this up, to, to say that at the end of the day, this is all about being uh, more personable, human, purposeful, minding about, uh, of course, the environment, but also the environment of your employees, regardless of technology, regardless of exponential uh, advancements. That's, that's the essence. Yes. Awesome. It's been great talking to you, Elav. I really enjoyed Same. our conversation. And I hope to yes. see you in person. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank, <laughs> Thank you very you. much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. As innovation in the tech world continues to heat up, it's important for companies to act quickly while also taking the time to pause, reflect, and consider the intentions behind their innovations. Asking the right questions is half of the battle when it comes to rapid evolution in any sector. And determining how each new innovation will truly impact people's lives is a great place to start. 
As Alav noted, no matter how advanced AI and machine learning becomes, there will never be an equal replacement for human storytelling and creativity. However, new innovations can certainly augment our ability to create in the future and support us in our journey towards better customer experiences for all. Alav, thank you for taking the time to share your point of view. Thanks for listening to Point of View, a podcast by Amdocs. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe, and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Stay tuned for our next episode. We'll see you next time.